You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 8. On today's episode, we talk about this week in music, state of the nation, and have a deeper discussion on our K-pop journeys. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to The After Show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this week in the Soju Talk Nation. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me as always is Koala. Hello. Hi, Koala. How are you? <sighs> kind of exhausted. Yeah. But it's been a chill day. I only had PE class. Because, like, our cloud thingy for school was down the whole day. So I had nothing to do. Oh, nice. So no actual schoolwork, just physical activity. You. Yeah, well, that's, that's a fair trade-off. I'd actually tra- tra- trade that off more than just, like, sitting and doing nothing all day. So look at you, staying fit and active during the pandemic. I'm not fit. I'm not active. <laughs> um. Well... In addition to your activities and everything, it's been a very busy week in the world of K-pop. So that's another reason to perhaps feel uh, a little exhausted, a little weighted down from all the news and events that happened. Um, But before we get into that, um, just off the top of the show, we have no announcements today and no birthday celebrations for this week. So there you go. (laughs) Nothing too much to say, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, just check out the Soju Talk Discord. Um, we're we're just there. It's just another week there. Uh, a lot of fun things going on in general chat and state of the nation. So um, go say hi to us if you haven't already. All right, so let's move on to this week in Soju Talk music. We have four songs that the crew covered, and we have a very special song that we will um make the focus of our conversation and is perhaps the title of this episode today our conversation or your monologue i'm um, still not quite sure it's you know <laughs> you'll you'll have a chance to, to say some things i'm sure koala i'm sure you'll have a lot to say on this very uh significant group in k-pop oh, this God week. Damn it. all right so uh the four songs that the crew went over were sun me Tail, uh, On and Off with Beautiful Beautiful, Wanho with Lose, and 80s with Fireworks, I'm the One. So let's start things off with Sunmi, Tail. Uh, Koala, what did you think about the crew's takes on the song and the music video itself? Mm, I think I pretty much agree with all of their, yes, all of their takes. I also thought that it was like, pretty suggestive like more than i'm used to from sunmi even though she already is pretty suggestive in her mvs i quite liked it i don't know nothing special yeah it does feel like the song and the music video are very in line with sunmi's previous songs right um i know put a peep up the song itself is a little bit more different than um tail but the music video and kind of the aesthetic 
of kind of the um, the noir feeling, um, like black and white, like city um, aesthetic is just like very prominent in Sunmi's um, visual concepts the past maybe two years now. Um, and funny enough, like one of her songs is called Noir. So it's just like kind of all <laughs> blends in with like how she feels her um, her her visual concepts have grown and what she wants to represent as an artist over the past few years. Um, but just kind of focusing on the suggestive nature of the music video. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think knowing what we know about Sun, Sunmi over the years as a performer, um, she's very theatrical. And she has a lot to say with like her body movements and just like the imagery she conveys um, on stage and just her presence. Do you feel like this is a natural progression to her pushing that um, uh, that maturity in her music videos? Or this is kind of like maybe one step too far in that direction where it's just like kind of in your face and explicit? I mean, I wouldn't say it's in your face. It's still very, how do you describe it? Like, light. It's not too much. So it was, like, a good mix of both that she she used, like, her fashion, her style, her outfits combined with the choreo to make these uh, points. But it totally um, makes sense for her progression over the... When did she debut? I don't remember. I, I'm guessing. Maybe eight years. I have no yeah, clue. Eight years. But I think if you just uh, think back to like 2018, 2019, when she essentially has this very distinct style moving forward, I think it, it's very in line, right? It very much fits um, her, her artistry and like what she wants to do creatively as far as like her music videos and presentation. Um, but yeah, I think... I think what you said about the fashion um, makes this more of an art piece than just like blatant like sexuality, right? I mean, that's where you draw the kind of the fine line of like, is this art or is this just being crude, um, just to be, just to be, um, just to get gain attention. Um, where I feel like Sunmi does tread that line very well, where it's like you can still separate like her art versus like who she is on variety and um and just tv shows so yeah i think i think the music video itself um very much is is eye-catching but i don't think it pushes too far into where it's like you question um who should be watching this um but i do think it's uh it's one of those music videos that you're going to be talking about once you see it so um yeah any thoughts final thoughts about sunny i really like this direction I hope she continues this way. Same. Yeah, very, um, very mature. And also just the song itself is a song that you can listen to over and over. Because um, I definitely have over the past week. All right. Uh, moving on to a boy group that you might like. That I feel like you Ooh. have some investment in. Um, the boy group is On and Off with Beautiful, Beautiful. Um, I think the last we saw of them was on Road to Kingdom. And I had only known about them by name and not through, like, actual music. But then you told me to watch the music video. Well, I wouldn't say told me so much as 
like uh, <laughs> been very persuasive i think is the best way to put that <laughs> and you know what i actually like really like the song and music video um i don't know what you mean so before we get your thoughts on it what did you think about doug think thinking this song uh choosing the song as his favorite and then what did you think about the um the budget for like the science fiction themes and um, all the kind of pop culture cyberpunk references. Oh, I did not know that Doug enjoyed the music so much, to be honest. Like he told us like, like the day of recording, so before the episode aired, that he already liked the song a lot. And I was like super confused and surprised. I was, I was expecting the others to be lukewarm about it and well, I was kind of right. So, but still really happy to see that Doug liked it and I mean I wasn't surprised on the budget of them it's like very typical for them to do a very cinematography like MV that's very just focused on that aspect and they want to push it out as much as they can because they also have some lore around it I don't know that's also why they don't like they normally don't show a lot of choreo they tend to just do like some storytelling in the MV yeah yeah um i i i thought it was very eye-catching as well um it's it's a very beautiful music video um and again for me who doesn't particularly enjoy or follow lore it wasn't overly distracting and my brain didn't automatically think like oh this is a lore music video yes there's a lot of story yes there's a lot of science fiction futuristic theming um and concept visually but I wouldn't have guessed that this was a lore music video had no one said anything. <laughs> so to me, that, that that stands out a lot because oftentimes when I watch a music video or a group who has such a central focus on lore, it's very clear that they want you to follow a story, like an extended universe of stories in one music video that you had to have seen the past music videos. And at that point, my brain checks out. <laughs> <laughs> where with on and off I give them so much credit because I wasn't paying attention to any of that I was just watching cool science fiction like and then this and then the song itself is like really good right so I mean I yeah I, I would have to say this is probably my favorite song of the week also wow crazy right boy group. um Cole, why is this one of your favorite boy groups I don't even know when it started. Like, I remember I had, like, a phase of, like, 2017, 18, around that. Where I just went to, what was it? I think Wonder K. And just uh, every now and then looked up all the MVs, even though they maybe only had, like, 500 views. I was just like, okay, let's check out new stuff. And they were one of the few. I noticed that there were a lot of boy groups, by the way. I don't, <laughs> didn't even tend to, but I ended up with a lot of boy groups out of that phase. And... I just started to listen to I to their I think their first album was also called On and Off. I know that their title track was called On and Off, but I don't remember the album name. And since then I've just been loving all their music, just following them around. And also just really excited for them on Road to Kingdom last year. And now they finally got their first win. Ah uh, I don't know some I just vibe with every song they have on their albums and every title track i just love every bit of it and i know that's like 
there this is like specific type of music you need to enjoy and no a uh, bunch of people who just can't like the music and I get it but for me it's just really like same page for me oh that's very sweet look at you oh it's such a connection to this group um so I have a question just about their music in general mm -hmm. so this song to me this is like my first experience of on and off is this a good representation, an entry point to someone who has not listened to their past songs? Mm, I would say yes. Their title tracks tend to be like more upbeat, more happy. I don't remember one sad title track, to be honest. Like, also no dark concepts, really. They, mm, maybe the why, no, not even that. So they tend to be more upbeat and happy about everything. It's not very dark, so this is very very in line with everything that they have had in the past. That's good to hear. Uh, I think that helps a lot for new fans because a group that changes concepts so frequently, it's hard to pinpoint like any one song and saying like, oh, this is a good entry point of the rest of their music. Um, whereas this song, I can honestly say like, it, it would interest me to go back to listen to their title songs. Um, <gasps> I know what we're doing after this. <laughs> so perhaps, you know, because for me, it's all about consistency, right? It's like if you do one thing really well, then I will more likely than not go back to see how the style has progressed and how they've come to be as an artist to this point. Um, and though this is, I mean, I think it's just only fitting for me to make this comparison with Oh My Girl. So last year, <laughs> um, I did the same thing. Like I, I... I knew Oh My Girl for about a year and a half, and then Queendom happened. So then it was reintroduced to a lot of their discography, and then Nonstop came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is it. This is this is a banger. This is this is my girl group. Like I love them." But then, like you go back and listen to the rest of their discography, it's not that it's so much different. It's actually like a nice progression where Nonstop is a very like polished, refined like upbeat like summery feel where it's like everything else was like kind of leading up to it so i think it, it it just might be something with this company that like they are able to like consistently wm make, consistently focus on like what a group is good at to the point where it's like okay now we can move them to the next level to get them exposed by everybody and hopefully everyone will go back to the rest of their music so yeah um props on and off um, so moving on to um, the soloist of the week. Well, the oh male God. soloist of the week, uh, I should oh say, because we just had Sun Me. Um, I want to make that distinction because he is formerly of Monstax, but now I think he has secured himself as a very well-known, <laughs> prominent soloist. It's Mr. Wonho Abwindo himself. With, Might be prominent for something else, not his music. Just With Liz. Okay, so uh. the meme on the server is that uh, <laughs> uh, we won't call them out specifically, but there are, are a section of females and male, uh, male person, one male. No, I would say like there are still a good number of men who um, heterosexual men who can subject objectively say like, oh, yeah, he is attractive. And we call them the thirst kings and queens of the server. 
I wouldn't agree to that statement. Well, they called themselves that, so yeah. No, 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 no. The part that he's attractive with it. Oh, the attractive part. Well, everyone, everyone has their uh, specific. Uh, but desires. it's crazy how loud these people are every time he posts. <laughs> I feel like my notifications are popping up. I'm just like, oh, what is that? Oh, one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So one of the the members of the thirst. Uh, clan, the thirst group, um, posted <laughs> a, an Instagram post of Wanho and deleted the photos from the thread. <laughs> and I asked him, like, did the photos get removed? And then he just laughed. So, yeah, very, very thirsty. Well, okay, so just moving on to Wanho's song. Okay, his song, Lose. It's a very chill song. I do like it. However, I couldn't focus on the song while watching the music video. I honestly don't remember the song because it's like pretty, it's pretty Ida I remember, but it's like, yeah, it's chill as you said. It's nothing is really grabbing my attention besides his looks. Yeah. <laughs> and not to say like, it's, it's a bad thing, but it's one of those where it's like his music just seems very, very much his personality. But then the personality but doesn't match, like, the physical aggression of all of his muscles. <laughs> yeah. You know what I expected from, like, music-wise? I expected some kind action. Like, some some music going in that direction. But his music was, like, pretty chill the past releases. And it's also, like, kind of slow and sad. And, yeah. And his, his, his appearance just doesn't fit. Yeah. And it's, it's not like he's doing anything in particular that's so different. It's just... I don't know. I, I always I would always imagine like a like a power like dance track, right? Or just like something to really like grab your attention. Where all of his songs, I mean, they're very good songs, but they're just very mm. like they're too chill. <laughs> like, right? Mm-hmm. I get uh, what you mean. What What do you think about the crew liking this song as much as they did? I was I was not expecting this. I was going into this because I would say his type of music is just not the stuff that gets me. So I normally like it, like put it in my uh, Spotify favorites, but would never intentionally listen to it. I wouldn't skip it, but I would never intentionally listen to it. So I was very surprised that uh, Anita and Warren really liked this song a lot. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah, I think it's... I think they did a nice job of going back to listen to the song and trying to their best to objectively watch the music video without being distracted um, because they were able to pull out a lot of information and a lot of opinions about the song where it's just like us as more casual fans of K-pop and just general and Wanho in general. Um, I think it's hard for us to go back to something when we don't really have to focus too much on it or... <laughs> Kind of the fear of focusing too much on his visuals and not oh God. getting the music. So, um, yeah, that that is a thing. Um, any closing thoughts on Wanho? Mm, I hope he does well in the future. I really hope so. Yeah, I think the crew also made a nice point about he's very distinctly separated from Monster X now. Mm. And I think that is going to bode very well for him in the future. And anything else he wants to do perhaps with a shirt next time 
The next song the crew covered this week was AT's Fireworks, I Am The One. Um, they will be on Kingdom. I don't really have much to say. So, Koala, take it away. And what are your thoughts, opinions about the song and how the crew enjoyed it? Mm, my opinion is pretty much in line with the crew's one. Uh, there, there's like... So, 80s... Like, we know it all. They're pretty anthem I've... Like... I like most of the stuff they bring up, but I don't know whether it's just, like, the first couple of listens that, like, confused me. But this one kind of did not hit the spot for me. I kind of like the chorus, but the verses weren't as catchy as I thought the past songs were, so... I'm kind of put off of this song. I normally enjoy their music. Like, it's just typical boy group stuff. Not not typical, typical, but like, you you know what you will get if you listen to 80s more or less. But this time I was like, do, do, I, do I like this? Do, do, do I not like this? I'm not quite sure. And I'm kind of with Anita because I think that past release was Inception. Yes, that these two don't quite fit with me. As much as the ones before that did. So, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they will do well in Kingdom. But I don't know if musically they will still be like some uh, some musician that I will enjoy to listen to. That's a really good point you make about them musically versus them as stage performers. Right? Because to me, 80s is always about their presentation, their dancing, their performances. And honestly, I don't remember any of their songs. You're a girl group stan. Don't worry. I mean, every time I watch 80s, I'm I'm very impressed and um and kind of like like amazed, right? It's just like their 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 skill level and how they very much like capture the audience. But it, yes, I'm a girl group stan, but <laughs> I will remember a song if I like it. Like on enough, I can remember their song. Wanho, you know, not the most like exciting song, but I can remember it. I I don't know that about ATs at all. Like not even just this song, their previous songs. And it's interesting because the song is supposed to be very anthemy, and I do remember like very chanty sections and like areas where it felt like you're supposed to enjoy the song with like a crowd of people. But I can't remember the song itself to be like, oh yeah, like. It gets me hyped. It's just like, oh yeah, I was supposed to get hyped. I, I don't, I don't know the actual cues to get hyped at. Does that make sense? Yes. By the way, while you were talking, I finally remembered what the song sounds like. It, it really bugged me. Like the past twenty minutes when we were recording, I couldn't remember the melody. Yeah. Oh god. And that. I don't want to say it's an issue or a problem because if you like the song, if you enjoy ATs, then I'm sure the song will get to you. But if you're a casual fan and you've heard many other groups, boy groups, girl groups, soloists perform chanty anthem songs that are more memorable, this song may not be one of them for you. At least as you can see between the two of us, you know, it, it didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, still very excited to see them in Kingdom. And I think this is um, a nice spot for them to just 
kind of like I don't I don't know how to say it like kind of like <laughs> give them momentum into the show right because I'm sure like the eighties fans yes um, what do you know what their fandom is called eighteeny eighteeny from so yes eighties and destiny I ah. think. Very nice. <laughs> well, the eighteenies. <laughs> I'm sure, like this is a nice like gift for them, like going into that show, right? Where they can at least say like they have new music going into it. Yeah. Um, any other closing thoughts about uh, this song, um, the crew slots, mm. kingdom, perhaps? There was another group that will have momentum next week for kingdom. Ooh, uh, teaser. I see a teaser comment. Very nice, koala. <laughs> Um, we will definitely cover that song and that group next week. But yeah, very excited for Kingdom. Um, again, I don't like boy groups, but I will tune in. And <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll like 80s. You know, maybe they'll 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 impress upon me their skill, as as it were. Very um, cool. We have a bonus song this week, Koala. Oh, God, no, I forgot that you were about to do this. We have... <laughs> I, I think people were wondering, hey, the title track wasn't covered this week in the Soju Talk oh, God damn it! <sighs> oh, but it will be covered here on this show. We will cover this song. So let me just set it up. This past week, somewhat of a meme slash viral internet situation happened. Um, inter- inter- internet explosion, perhaps, is a better way to describe it. So Brave Girls... A girl group um, who debuted, I think, five years ago. A long time ago. At least five years ago. Um, I could be wrong. I apologize. Um, Someone created a fan edit of their song, Rollin', with military performances and comments. And that blew up on the internet all over the entire world. Like, I am not exaggerating. So... On the show, Doug mentioned that the song had hit 3 million views. When I checked, it was about 3.5 or 6. Want me to check again? Wait. As of, as of recording, Koala's going to check, but as of uh, the time I put notes together um, last night, it was at 4 million. 4.5. Oh, now it's at 4.5 million, and that was six hours ago. Six to eight hours ago, yeah. If, if I'm not looking at the wrong video. No, it, you're probably looking at the right one. Um, I don't think any other video of them has so many views. <sighs> okay, so let me just like give the context of like everything that's happened so far with this song music video. So they're right now at 4.5 million views. They have shot up the real-time charts, currently sitting at number two on iChart, behind only IU Celebrity. Well, only it's IU, so... But think about that. And from from what people have said on the server and just like people who track these things, who are very much like fans of the charts and just like projections, they're only climbing. So they're getting closer to IU. Are they still too? Let me check that as well. Wait. Yeah. Um, as what of, was the command again? Uh, I chart. Or um, what is it called? It's um, exclamation I will, point chart. I will. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I will do it. Um, well, while you do that, I can talk about like this group. Um, so, well, let me just talk about the impact this group has had on the server. So, ever since Monday, when we've all caught caught on and it's caught fire, um, we have a cult of brave girls. We have Joe Cat, oh Doug, Op, Therese, and myself are 
Brave Girl stands. We have taken the bias role and ex- and ex- and received it, and we are now experiencing the glory and the power of all Brave Girl songs that they've released. So Joe Cab has gone through so much of their discography in the past two days. He just sends me music videos. Oh Quite frankly, all the songs are, are kind of lit. <laughs> They're kind of fire. But but Roland right now, that's the song you guys should be streaming. That's the song you guys should be watching. Look for the fan edit because we want to try to get that to like 6 million maybe. Um, I think what's like even like more amazing about that fan edit is like they they highlight and focus the military perspective it's like the military uh the men in service and the crowd just how happy they are and it's a meme but you do kind of feel really good that something like this music can like bring people together and people can celebrate (laughs) it right um so it's still at second place and it doesn't seem like it like goes up and IU is also like pretty static, so IU is not going down. Okay, so not right now, no no movement in either direction. But I don't know things can, things can change. Ah uh, wait, uh, I don't know. I I won't be too pessimistic, but I think there are a couple of OSTs coming out that could break this thing. That's fair. Yeah, OSTs tend to do well on. The yeah, show. it's Korea. Yeah. They love trot, hip hop, yeah. and OSTs. But it, it it does, there's something to be said about the kind of respect like Korean culture has for like people in military service or people like defending the country, right? Because military service mm-hmm. for men in the country is mandatory. So there is that level of um, this is your duty, but then people recognizing how important it is as a country. So the fact that Brave Girls is somehow kind of now <laughs> synonymous with you know, supporting the troops and just like being there for the guys. I think it's it's a nice moment in uh, like pop culture, like getting together where it's like of all the craziness that's happened in the past week, that's kind of pushed people either away from each other or created a lot of conflict. We kind of have this to celebrate. And I don't think anyone could get mad at this <laughs> at all. Like, there's no way anyone has a hot take about Brave Girls and Roland not being something positive in the world right now. So, yeah, that's kind of it's our our feelings about Brave Girls. Uh, Koala, what? How did you react to uh, to this initially? And kind of where are your feelings about it now? I pretty much ignored it. <laughs> wow. Because it's it's happening every now and then. Like, it's just the same when EXID blew up, just like Doc said. So I'm just like, okay. I even knew that video already. Like, I, I knew that before it totally blew up. I saw it on my recommended. I just watched it. Because I... It's not my first time watching these military videos, thingies, performances. Because it's still pretty uh, normal for K-pop groups. Uh especially for girl groups in the, like, mid-lower tier to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. It it was nice to see the members' reactions on their social medias. They were all happy. So, yeah. You bring up two really good points, uh, two, like, in- interesting, like, things uh, that I want to talk more about. So, with the pandemic and just how most of the world has closed and live performance are no longer available... For a girl, a girl group like Brave Girls to 
you know, be able to tour on smaller venues, but then also tour for the military. Um, do you think that the pandemic has any had any effect on their ability to reach out to um, like the military and perform, or do you feel like this? Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. This uh, this experience has now put them kind of forward in their ability to be exposed and to gain exposure in Korea. I mean, you don't know whether the video only exists because that person who edited this was just very bored in quarantine and in this situation. So I would say this is beneficial for them because I I don't remember the last comeback they had. To be honest, I can't even I can't even like guess when it was like two years ago, one years ago. Um, I, I, I can tell, tell you. you. I, can I have actually no clue. Tell you. So the last comeback was We Ride. And that was in the fall oh, this man. year, um, August Last 14. Year. Oh, sorry, uh, 2020. 2020. Yes. <laughs> I I thought we were over this. But Clearly, we're not. <laughs> so August 14, 2020, We Ride came out. This was a retro sounding song. It's pretty lit. It's it's kind of dope. Not gonna lie. Um, if you haven't had a chance oh, to listen it. to it, you should listen to it. Um, yeah, Joe Cap found that and he sent it to me and then him and I shared it all over the server and people agree. It's pretty it. Um, yeah, I, I hope that this bodes well for them. I think the group is still together. Um, they've had a lot of changes since <laughs> debut. And they're, the think... thing is that I don't know how their company is doing in spite of Corona. So, Yeah, and that, that is... That is a fair um, concern, right? Because Brave and... I literally only know Brave and Atemi because of one male trainee that used to be in that company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully this is more of a reason for them to make music. Or at least, like, find other avenues to get that kind of support. Um, Whether that means... I mean, totally, if they can afford it, it's... Now it's the right time to jump into it. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, I can only imagine like they'll be very welcomed in the scene right now. Um, so those are the songs that were of importance this week at the Soji Chart <laughs> Nation. Um, let's, quickly, so let's quickly go over this the Soji Chart, the, the Spice King. And um, we, we know that there was a true winner this week. A true Spice Queen should have been awarded <sighs> to Brave Girls Just be- rolling at one. But that didn't happen. Sadly. Not even the big Chungas. You're talking about Brave Girls. Well, you know, Chunga's going to have another opportunity next week. We could talk about that. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but don't you worry. Uh, so the Soji chart this week uh, was Sunmi, Tail at 1, uh, Wonho, Lose at 2, and Shiny, Don't Call Me at 3. Any thoughts and opinions about how the crew decided on this list? God damn it, Doug. If only you would have put on in the first place. He could have made a third. Ah! You can't say that you very much enjoyed the song and it might be first in voice chat before you record and then change up your opinion. <laughs> I'm calling I out, I was Doug. scammed. Wow. Straight called him out. Exposed. Um, yeah, Doug has been really active just hanging out with us. We appreciate that, Doug. Hope you're listening. Um... But yeah, that that also means now that when you tell us these things, uh, <laughs> you have exposed yourself. So uh, because I did the math, they they could have been number one. 
Yes. And I'm not number one. The third place because Shiny also only had Anita's boat. So yeah, cool, so man. close to it. Look what you did, though. Um, it's a good song. I agree. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, to me, I I would have rather listened to three new songs this week than wa- listen to Shiny Song again. So, I mean, it, it would make it would make sense for On and Off to be on the Soji chart this week over Shiny. So so sick. Yeah, I mean, honest, I like the On and Off song more than I like the One Ho song. So I would have <sighs> so sad at least above there, but sadly that's not the case. Who knows? Maybe. No, never mind. I can't. No. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it ain't happening. A, a teaser for next week. There are a million songs not coming out next week. Sadly, on and off, we'll probably not make the Soji chart. Yeah. Not surprised, like for Treasure in like January when they they will first. Ugh. Yeah. Well, they also came out at a time when it was fairly empty in the music scene. So. Right, well. What do you mean? <laughs> they only got lucky? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's okay, no. not what I was saying. Not at all. Man. Okay. Uh, well, that was this week in Soja Talk Music. Um, hope you enjoyed our little bit of extended segment on This Week in Music with a special guest feature, Brave Girls, rolling back into our lives and into <sighs> our hearts after several years. How, how can they roll back? They were never in your heart before, Crispy. They you can't know, roll back. You know, they. it's one of those where I believe them to have always been there. It's just I needed to be aware of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Totally. You know? Mm. You just have those, like, spiritual connections or things where it's just like, you know it's mm-hmm. there. You know it's always been there. Mm-hmm. You just needed to be reminded. So. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right, so moving on to State of the Nation this week. Um, oh, also, actually, before that, I just wanted to like say uh, very quickly and very, um, you know, just to give it a little bit of attention. There were a lot of news and events that happened in the K-pop world this week. On the Social Talk Nation show, we tend to focus on the things that affected us and our experiences with other people. The news and events segment, it was very important and very big. Um, it was the Spotify and Cacao situation, Jenny and G-Dragon, and a couple quick takes. We didn't segment a time to talk about those things because I think the crew covered them really well this week. So please go check out the main show for a much more detailed <laughs> discussion on all of those things. It uh, doesn't make sense to listen to us if you're not listening to the main show. Truly. So <laughs> truly. Go listen to them. <laughs> Um, but quickly, I'll just say the Spotify situation has affected us a lot, but I think we have done the best we can to make light of it because there's nothing else we can do and just to kind of have fun and joke. So if you are on the server and you are feeling anxious about not having music, just know we all feel the same way and we'll get through it together. You're not on the server yet and you're anxious because the music is gone. Join us, please. We welcome every new member. Very nice, Koala. Um, and just very quickly, G-Dragon and Jenny, I stand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I approve. How about you, Koala? I, I love it. Uh, Same. <laughs> okay, let's move on to State of the Nation now with uh, World Cup with Doug's hair. Oh, gosh. Okay, so... 
we are not um, a video podcast. We are an audio podcast only. So we won't go over all of the hairstyles. We will just kind of go over the most outstanding ones. Um, Koala, take it away. Which ones were your favorite? Not my favorite. Most out- I wouldn't say that Dara's was my favorite, but it was pretty outstanding. And I must say, that I know the original photo. That facial expression Doug is making is, is not... Contrib- it just shows the pain that he has with all of these hairstyles. He does not look satisfied at all. And I wouldn't be with Dara's hairstyle because that was... I still don't get it to this day why they did that to her. It doesn't look good. It... It looks very painful. It probably just destroyed all of her hair. Yeah. (laughs) Doug does not look happy in the photo. Granted, it's photoshopped. But I imagine that's close to how he would feel if his hair was put up into that. Um, Just to describe it, it's the the palm tree hair. Where it's like very like... Yeah, like like imagine a palm tree. But then like pieces of her hair in palm tree like shapes so yeah, and just just imagine like, it being like i don't know oh my god americans wait one foot two foot what is the the, oh, the picture doug has is about uh, a foot and a half of uh, hair. F- okay okay there we go <laughs> it's kind of long yeah um but yeah i think that one stood out to me uh, a, a quick comment on the hair selection choices uh, Warren put this together, and we noticed a lot of YG artists were represented in this uh, little World Cup. I think Warren is trying to tell us that he is a YG stan, and <laughs> we welcome him. Hello, Warren. Join us. Yeah, totally. Yo. And his love for Teddy is just... Pff, you can't tell it. Oh. I, I think it's one of those loves where it's like, if Warren mm. had the opportunity, he would take over Teddy's role. And he would just like... <laughs> Be that super producer at YG. I think that's what it is. It's like, I hate him so much because I want his job. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but I really love... Like, I, can... I can't remember any other, like, K-pop related hairstyle that was from another entertainment, to be honest. Same. Same. I think nothing stood out or was as uh, loud and boisterous as, like, the YG hairstyles of the past 10 years. Oh, it, it was bad. Like if you, I I forgot about the fantastic baby wow. era. Mm. Fantastic baby. Mm, that long hair. Mm. Uh, it's like you want to be emo but want to spice it up a little bit. It's like emo, but then like trendy fashion and like. Moody. But you just fell into the into some kind of sauce barbecue sauce. Yeah. Just now your hair is ruined. But I mean, it's <sighs> iconic. I mean. You gotta give Iconic. It, you gotta give it to them. You will always YG remember. YG Entertainment. You will always remember oh, those eras for those fashion choices. Man, um, I thought this was overall a very fun um, <laughs> State of the Nation World Cup. Again, like it very much works better if you're watching it on YouTube. So go watch them on YouTube. Um, and and been... just look at Warren every time he cracks off when Doug says, "I might be doing this." Warren was very happy in this segment. He was laughing a lot. Yeah, this is very um, much like a for the crew segment because I feel like Warren yeah. was very happy putting it together. And then Doug very much 
seemed like he was considering doing all of these and things. And Anita was very hesitant because she didn't want to force anyone into anything. Yeah, I know. Kind, kind of Anita, right? Just, just, That's very much a persona. The kindest heart anyone will ever meet. Um, any closing thoughts about just their selections and them wanting to play this game? I didn't expect this. Let's see what will happen next week. Same. Same. Oh, man. Uh, well, thank you, crew, for doing that. We appreciate it and are looking forward to any other World Cup competitions in the future. Um, yeah, that, that's all we got for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so moving on to uh, a very special segment that I put together this week. Um, so the past three weeks of the show, we've had a very special guest on. We've had Warren, Doug, and Anita talk a little bit more in depth about their relationship with each other and to K-pop um, in their own lives. But the two hosts of the Soju Talk Nation, as much as we do like to talk about how the music affects us, we haven't really had an opportunity to go in a little bit more depth about our personal journeys. So I thought this week would be a nice opportunity to talk to Koala a little bit more in depth. Mm-hmm about mm-hmm. her life with K-pop and uh, how it's affected her uh, at this point through her life. So, um, hi, Koala. Yes, hello. How are you today? Not as much exhausted as I was like 30 minutes ago. Well, now go. I'm pretty fine. Very nice. Uh, so I wanted to start off by asking you, what does K-pop mean to you? And what was the start of your K-pop journey? Um, what was the start? Wait, I think it was two thousand. Well, the very first exposure to K-pop was like through my cousin, like I don't know, two thousand and eleven or something like that. But like the first like time I started to go into deeper myself was like two thousand and fifteen through some online person. I don't remember them. But I remember that they showed me Big Bang, so I thank them, even though I really don't know who they are anymore. I I don't even know their name anymore. But well, good. Mm, hey, but what what has it? It's pretty big part of my life. It's just a way to escape reality. I would say. Of course, I enjoy the music, and it's like eighty percent of what I listen to nowadays. But everything, like. Besides the music, even K-dramas, which I've got to learn to love in the past years, just are a way for me to, like, just not stress and just enjoy and just calm down. Yeah, that's a really... I I think you made a nice um, point about your experience starting on the internet. Because I think that's very similar to how all of us have gotten introduced to K-pop. Um, me being a fair bit older. 80. <laughs> 80 years old. Um, I, I can still tell you that that's where my journey started with K-pop. Um, the internet, surprisingly, has been around for quite a long time. It's changed a lot since then. But I still think the roots of K-pop and looking for entertainment and entertainers um, in Asian media is still rooted on the internet. How the internet has changed and has changed people over that time varies. But I think 
it's really important to make that distinction distinction and highlight the fact that we are children of the internet. We are a generation that has grown up on the internet to find connection with other people. And stumbling onto K-pop is one of those um, positive outcomes of how we're learning to connect with people better and be exposed to other genres of, of music and entertainment that I would say 20 to 30 years ago, we would never have the ability to um, engage with the same way that we do today. Um, and it's funny that you say like, you are no longer friends with your internet friend from that back then. And <laughs> I think I think all of us can say like, we've had a very similar experience of just like randomly coming across like a friend on the internet and just like, oh, well, I guess I'm never going to talk to you again because I don't remember your name <laughs> and more like how I found you. But thank you for the memories. Um, and so just like going off like your experiences on the Internet and how like it's grown to at least help you cope with like certain things of like the pressures of reality or um, like you said, like separating yourself from like the reality of things that are more difficult and challenging. How do you feel like the k-pop korean entertainment k-dramas have helped you make sense of the more difficult things in your life mm, i think for me i try to not to connect it like actively with serious topics because it's it's still like a hobby of mine an interest of mine i don't want to uh like connect with like heavy topics so i i probably still learned a lot about like how the entertainment handles mental health for instance or just more heavy topics if you go deeper into the history of some idols and just in general i also learned a lot of about like korean society and how they like behave around each other but I, for most of the time, really just not try to take away too much from it. For K-dramas, it's maybe a bit different that I subconsciously just take away actions and behaviors from characters. But I don't intentionally try to, like, I don't know, take away something out of everything. I, I'm just really just here to enjoy the stuff. Just have a good time. Yeah, and there's a level of escapism when consuming, like, media and entertainment, right? Like, you do want this to be your avenue away from the heavier things in real life. But at the same time, you are invested in a lot of the things that happen around uh, the culture and the people. And I feel like just knowing you and knowing uh, how you connect with either a musician or an actor... Um, the intention for a lot of like Eastern entertainment, especially K-pop, is that they connect very much with the audience. So with regards to like the training system and Korean music, how have you felt like you've formed bonds following the career paths of a lot of these trainees and actors over the years? I think especially if you just know certain artists for a long time, you just tend to be very emotional and very... Like, you feel it's a per personal thing, even. If... Like, not really personal, but it's still a, a special bond between you and that artist that if you followed them for a couple of years, like I've done it for Treasure, for instance, I followed them for 
pretty long time already. And that is given because I just started to like YG music in general. And I just just went into more research about the entertainment and, and ended up just also looking up trainees and stuff. So I think it is also like K-pop is very special if it comes to the trainee system. It is very... It's really made that well that you as a fan just connect with them. Nowadays, even like trainees already have their own social medias. It, I think I think it's just very I think nice to, to see that person you like and support for, since the beginning to then end up debuting or achieving things and see them happy on stage. That's a very nice sentiment, Cole. I, I, I do feel like there's something special about K-pop in the way that we invest our time and our emotions into um, these idols, these entertainers. And when they are going through tough times, we feel it. When they are going through happy times and then they express that happiness and celebration on stage, we feel it 10 times more. And I think that is what makes it so distinct and special and so much different than a lot of like Western music is because they go to the efforts to show us how much they mean, we mean to them. Not to say mm-hmm. that Western artists don't feel that, but it's not built into the culture of a Western entertainer to make that grand gesture. Um, again, not saying it's, um, not saying it's better or worse to do that. It's just this is very specific to Korean entertainment. Mm. And I feel like it's what keeps us in, right? It's what keeps us involved and engaged. Um, I mean, it also makes sense because at the end of the day, it's still an industry. They want to make money. And if people are invested, you will make a lot of money because they will support you for like most of the cases, more or less, even if you have like a small scandal. And, it, and I mean... K-pop idols also, like, one of the most present things is, like, fan signs. Like, nowadays it's online fan signs, but I don't really remember Western artists who, like, promote fan signs, and album sales are also not that, like, present, so it's really a thing within the K-pop industry to have that bond, also with V-Live and V-Wars and everything like that, to also have like a connection with the artists outside of the music and follow their daily lives even when they start to have their own YouTube channels or something like that. So, yeah. Do you feel like you have more of a connection with artists um, in this current era because you see them as peers that you're following? Mm, I I wouldn't say that, I guess. Not quite sure. Because I think Doug had mentioned it in the past when um, uh, a group or an artist debuts and they're a little bit younger, so they tend to um, capture a younger demographic, a younger um, Hmm. target age. And it makes the experience as if you're growing up with them. So, I mean, for example, well, I could could give you this example. When Girls' Generation came out in 2008... I was back when you were fifty. Back when I was fifty, I was about the same age as um, the members. I think I mentioned this Wait, before. They were fifty. <laughs> I mean, they look great, no? Uh, but I mentioned this before. I'm 
two degrees of separation away from Tiffany. Tiffany Young. So my friend's friend went to high school with Tiffany in Southern California to the point where it's like, I actually know both of those people. And it's again, like it, it, it might be a stretch in the sense of like, Oh, like I'm trying to find a way to be connected to this person. But to me, it's important. It was important to see an Asian person, an Asian American person do something in entertainment, especially during a time when for the most part, Western entertainment was still about a certain type of people with a certain type of background. It was very rare to find like an Asian entertainer be as successful as they were, but to find out that she was Korean American, a person with a very similar background to me, it did make me want to be invested in their journey as a peer, as a friend, growing up with that person. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I mean, there's no, there's no right answer for need to form that connection with someone, but I think the foundation for why K-pop um, brings you in at such a young age is to have that long-term bond with that person. Uh, moving on to um, kind of a show that let's go explores this in a more like heightened way, um, and actually, typically most shows like this will do this now, right? Competition shows, so they will bring in trainees at. at whatever age um, they enter the industry, whether they've been a trainee for one year and they're 14, 15, or they've been a trainee for a decade and they're... They're 14, 15. They're 14, 50 or in their 20s. I mean, it, it happened on the show. Um, Youth With You is very popular right now. It's a um, competition show in China with a vast... Uh, a, a vast range of ages so then it's well, not that bad <laughs> well i guess highlighted right because you have that one group that's like the dads and i think that's like bringing in a lot of attention but yes before we go into it koala can you speak more to youth with you kind of describe it to everyone what's the premise and what season are they on it's basically a pro, like a Chinese produce. It's not the only show that's produce. Like they have like a ton of shows. One of them is Chuang as well. I think it's also airing now, but I don't like to watch it because their episodes were even longer last season. So I don't know. But it's pretty much like produce, just with way more like the production wise, it's just a more because Chinese money, you know performances and stages always look a bit like more just just better i would say compared to the korean one even though we won't get the korean one anymore which i'm still a bit sad about but now i have now i have youth with you i like it they have lisa on there i like her i don't know why she's on there to be honest but i like it so yeah that's pretty much youth with you like uh i don't know how many episodes it will be, I would guess it will go on for another two months, maybe one month, something like that. We're now on episode, wait, do... tomorrow will be a new episode, Crispy. Another three oh hours of your week going to the show. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, okay, so I think a really nice overview on uh, the show and youth with you. Um, and so I don't watch competition shows. Just because it's a really big time investment, especially competition shows that are 
male idols. Male. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, it's 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 gonna take a lot for me to watch something with youth with you, but I am familiar with the previous season uh, because uh-huh, I was uh-huh. female. Female. Uh huh. Yes. And that was Lisa's first season on the show. So she was actually she was in China. She was physically there. <laughs> yeah, for a good portion of the season. I think like half the season before Rona happened. About that. So she, Lisa is on the show and she's zooming in. She's virtually like calling in. <laughs> which it's it's fine because she's there and she's still doing Lisa things. And I did get to see a couple of clips. So if, so just describe the show or describe like the clips in comparison to the previous season, how do you feel like uh, the competition and skill level matches or is different from what you've seen oh, in the past? The skill is very much better than in Korea. Like, 100%. And I, if, if we would, like, kind of rank it, it was talent-wise, it would be, like, China, Korea, Japan. Just because China has way more people to choose from, okay? The chances are that you find talented kids there. And um, generally, I would say, ranking system, like the mentors kind of poo sometimes. But like the mentors themselves, they, they are pretty nice. In Korea produce, uh, not always so nice. My, many many trainees were scared of the mentors I think in produce 101 and like in Korea in general but in total just so if you if you like just enjoy watching stages I would at least recommend you to watch the stages of this show because the editing and like the camera work is way better than in the past Korean produce seasons who are your favorite competitors on the show so far Jun, Jun, Jun. He hasn't sung yet, so I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried that he will get some weird story arc about like, yo, he, this kid can dance, but wait, he can't sing, so fuck him. But no, I, I like him. He's, he's like one of the bigger choreographer, I think, in One Million Dance Studio. So he knows Korean. He was there for a while, but he's actually Malaysian, but he can't speak Chinese, so he's weird kid he can speak multiple languages and then there are like a couple of others that i'm interested in but still still can't learn all the names i know kashin the machine though that's not his real name that's a weird translation of his name because one thing is is needed to say this the editors they had no reason to translate the names but they still did and they're like they're like two kids they are named river but one river has a period after his r that's like why, why? Why would you do that? It's an artistic but, choice. Come on, you don't understand. <laughs> it's like we want to we want to distinguish them. What do we do? Oh yeah, put a period behind that river. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't like river. The one without period, I think. Is it the one without period? I don't quite remember. And I also noticed there are like two XYG trainees and two Chinese. YG drainies and then there's Lisa so I don't know about that and they dance to treasures I'm a bit confused why they're so to YG but hey they even named the company I would have expected them to go like oh the Chinese division of a foreign company uh, just like Lisa the foreign member uh, the, the member of a foreign group there we go I think it's funny how they make those distinctions right and those like editing choices um, I wanted yeah, to, the band. Yeah, it's. 
I, I, I don't really have an answer or solution. I mean, it's, it's, it's an entertainment company and industry that I have very little uh, knowledge about the Chinese market. So, I mean, they must have a reason. Uh, going back to June, um, he, I watched his his performance. It was amazing. Um, Lisa reacted a very specific type of way. She was just like, yes, yes, so blown away by just like his ability and his skill. Um, I think this this is what makes these competition shows interesting, where you have so many different backgrounds and so many different levels and degrees of competitors. Um, with different skill sets, whether they're singing, dancing, stage performance, visual. Um, what do you think is, um, how do you think it's it makes this show interesting? Or how do you think that it separates the show that they're able to bring in competitors who are either long-term trainees or former idols, or like in June's case, like he is essentially like a top tier, like choreographer for One Million Dance Studio. Um, I think it's just it's just really good also for them to just grab the attention for like people who normally don't watch this stuff because I can imagine many Jun fans don't even like get into the Chinese market or entertainment system. And I know that there are a couple Chinese actors. I think Rimiko is one. I don't remember. And there are like a couple of uh, influencers that you would say like Douyin, so the Chinese TikTok influencers or just in general just already known trainees i don't i don't know whether they have like active idols on this for this year not quite sure about that there are 118 kids on this show so please please don't kill me if i don't remember everyone (laughs) but i thought it was interesting that they even allowed like a past uh a past trainee who who participated in season one to like to like participate again in this season i thought that was pretty interesting because i don't remember or at least recall that happening in like korean produce so and that dude was even like 10th place so so for information for context you you get into the group if you're at ninth place so kind of new for him but i was like oh you you let him to participate again that's interesting i guess that's an interesting move. So you you really just want every view you you can get, huh? Okay. Yeah, it seems like there's far more focused on the quality of the show and kind of like the logic of like, oh, this person was already here. He did well already. Let's just bring him back. I mean, that's a choice and it's definitely working as far as getting viewers, I can imagine. And it's definitely getting people talking as I can see you're very invested in the situation. Soon and June and Kashin and Yang Haoming. I'm not quite do you, mm. I, I can't pronounce things in Chinese. <laughs> Name you're asking aren't you like a person. quarter Chinese or something like that? Yes. Can't you but, like help me? <laughs> I don't speak any any ah. of those uh, dialects. So. Can you put like your motivation for mocking me in Vietnamese into like Chinese? <laughs> I grew up with a lot of Vietnamese people, so I heard that accent far more than I heard <laughs> any Chinese dialect. So, um, so kind of just wrapping up uh, our youth with you, a little discussion here. How do you feel like your experiences have been, um, uh, have been, I guess, amplified 
that you're watching it with with friends. I think you're watching it with your cousin, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're watching. It with um, it's it's yeah. She's only watching it because of June. Oh, nice. I'm more like forcing her. Yeah. So you're like you're watching it with your cousin, but then also like talking about it here on the server and connecting mm-hmm. with, um, with you know the regulars. But I also can imagine like uh, very specific Chinese music fans now being more involved. How has that amplified the experience for you? Mm, I think it's just nice to see people react to the stuff I enjoy watching. Uh, so we have like think. Ara and Mal are the people, and Jokab also watches more or less sometimes. Maybe I don't know a bit. Yeah, he does. So he's, Mal and Ara he's more familiar than I am. He knows a lot of the competitors and the stages from the first. Mal episodes. and Ara are the main people I talk to, and I quite enjoy talking to them and like see their opinion outside of like my bubble because my cousin and I are pretty pretty much the same people person. Like we we share. Like, our opinion's 99% out of all times. So, it's good to see how other people would react to the series and, like, their opinions of how it's directed, how the editing may or may not mock, uh, not mock, uh, uh, do kids on the show dirty, just like Mnet did. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's all about creating that story, right? I mean, there's only so much you can do with just raw footage. You have to kind of guide the viewer experience um so yeah thank you koala for like going into a depth kind of like the start of your journey but then also um where it leads today and a lot of the things that you've experienced with k-pop and korean entertainment um, definitely translates over into other markets with the chinese market but also the formula is the same so there's a very um accessible entry point into these markets, these music, um, these types of music, and these idols, because there's so much crossover. And I think what I always like to highlight is the fact that, you know, you and I are, are from Asian heritage. And yeah. the, the primary form of entertainment globally is still Western media, things from Hollywood, things from the US. And I think the reason why you and I tend to um, celebrate Korean entertainment and now like in this case, like Chinese music and Chinese entertainment is because we do innately have a desire to want to connect with people and entertainment and media from people that look similar to us. You know, we, they may have slightly different backgrounds, slightly different cultures, um, you know, just like any entertainment and big industry have slightly questionable <laughs> practices, but still there is a comfort in looking at a culture that says, oh, we share some kind of similar history. Let's dig in a little bit more and hopefully I find connections with other people. So, yeah. Um, closing thoughts this week, Koala. How are you in life and how... Ah! Is your next week looking as far as K-pop, the community, and anything else you want to talk about? Rosie! <laughs> All Just... my love is gone. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Trispy, do you realize it yet? It's already happening next week. Nine days. We're nine days away. As of recording, we're nine days away. It's next week. Can you imagine? Imagine. 
I can just come back today. Yo, okay, so this is for next week. I really like the icon and the song and music video. And that's just, and that's not me just being a YG like trash can. I just. Oh, I am one. I, I mean, I am one too, but if this was not icon, I still would like this a lot. I will because you're a that. sad boy. Yeah. I mean, we can give them a preview. The song is a sad breakup song. <laughs> and DK said that he cried after recording this. Uh, man, that's pain. That that is. God, why do I like it so much? Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of YG in the next couple of weeks. We have some Icon. We have some Rose. We also have like a million other groups. Um, today oh. I learned that Purple Kiss is the girl group oh, out of God. RBW, which they've already oh. announced months oh. ago that I just didn't pay why attention are to. You like that and. It's funny because I'm a Mamamoo fan. I actually really like Mamamoo, so I should have known about this. But I'm the boy group stan. Why did I know that? <laughs> but you didn't. You know, you know, you know, you know what it is. I'm just so distracted by Solar. Every time she posts on Instagram, I don't see anything else. I just black out. You know, Delmonic. That you being can, said, you can, you can um, attest to this. Quality. That being said, you say, yes. Oh. It reminded me tomorrow is Thursday. It, it is the start of my streaming days of the week where I watch Youth With You and Penthouse and Kairos. Oh yeah, that's the day you check out from the rest of the world. So <laughs> yes. have fun. Bro, Penthouse. I need to watch that show with you eventually, okay? I have so many feelings about that. You need you need to see. I'm I'm even pissed. After watching the first episode, knowing that I can't watch the second episode right away because they're they end up with cliffhanger every oh freaking episode. God. I don't know if and I have the bandwidth to do that. But we'll <laughs> oh, I will I will force you to it like once they finished season three. Oh, there's multiple <laughs> seasons. Oh my God, will be until there will be twenty oh forty five episodes. I think yes. And the thing is, I'm like, I, it's been a while since I've been like this invested into uh, into drama. Because it's, it's like very little romance for all the people who don't like know Penthouse. And it's, my, it's more of a society kind of thing where you look into like the big one upper like top percent who own like a billion dollar each minute. Mm-hmm. And... And you just, just, you just get to know their shady stuff and shit. And it's just really interesting. It's like, it's crime and, and you, you get to do like so many theories because the editing style, it's just that they want to make you think one thing, but then it's a total other's thing. It's a lot of misdirection I'm hearing. Okay. Mm -hmm. We need to watch that. Okay. I'm, I'm just, we need to watch, I'm not forcing you we need to watch that i have so many other things i need to watch as well but we need <laughs> all right all right I'll, I'll try to prioritize that um it's so good as far as like things that we're watching on the server hotel de luna yeah well all like kind of slow the past days yeah last week everyone <laughs> lagged but everyone caught up yesterday so now we're watching on schedule again man this show is so good <laughs> I don't remember you. You've watched it before, right? No, I have it. 
No, you haven't? I have not, no. What? It's one of those words, like, I always had it on my list to watch, but then I just ended up watching something else. Because I, from... Is, is, is this something else, like, weightlifting, fairy book 2 for the third <laughs> time, or what am I missing here? Yo, I have access to that now on Vicky, so I can oh my watch God. that. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, my friend who, who I usually get recommendations from, she didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And she told me to watch uh, Extraordinary wow. You. Ew. But I, I didn't watch that either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was conflicted. It so was either. friend, if you're listening to this, as you can see, Crispy, totally scamming you. Yeah. Like, well, I was conflicted. It was either Hotel de Luna or Extraordinary You. And then I ended up watching neither of them. So it's like, okay. I'll... You see, Extraordinary You, I like one of the main actors. I'm simping for him. But the storyline, kind of eh. Okay. But I remember Anita liking it, so it may be your type. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I remember Anita liking it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, that kind of that's it for this week. That's kind of our closing thoughts. Um, any other like final thoughts before we uh, wrap things up, Koala? I'm so ready for Icon evaluation next week. Oh, that's right. All the Kingdom stuff is now going to be airing. Oh, that's exciting. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's it for this week on the show. Thank you for listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode eight. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord. This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Koala. This is Crispy. Bye. Bye.